transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Oh. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's time. It's like... <laughs> This like might as well be like a special episode, uh, for that, a number of for a number of reasons. I'm just gonna be honest; they're all special episodes. <laughs> no, no. Why, why, uh, why would this be a, a good special episode? Okay, so it's the, the third movie from the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise that we're covering, yeah. which is easily the most out of any franchise because we've obviously we covered um, Silent Night, Deadly Night five. The Toy Maker, which is probably my favorite from oh, the man. series. God, that would be so crazy. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I watched I watched it like a week before Christmas, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we also did Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. And I feel like we're, you know, there's five of them. We're not gonna do another one. Like the first one's like such a cult classic, like there's no need to do that one. And then like unfortunately, the third one, even though it has Bill Mosley in it playing like playing Ricky Caldwell with uh, mm. his brain in like a jar on his head. Like it's such an <laughs> underwhelming movie. Like it had so much potential. It has this blind character and they're like psychically linked. Oh my it's God. So underwhelming. This, um, yeah. <laughs> not only that, <laughs> but this is also, crazy though. <laughs> yeah, this is also the third, uh, uh, Brian used movie that we're covering. Uh, yeah. We did, you know, the dentist and Dennis two before, and uh, looking at some of his like later filmography, I really hope this isn't the last movie of his that we do. So oh, I'm reading, no. and he he has one called uh, Rottweiler that I really want to watch about. Like uh, apparently, it's about like a cybernetic Rottweiler. Oh my um, god! <laughs> but the third reason why is because it's been a little while, but our boy Clint Howard is back. Yeah. Oh man, and, he's, and boy, is he bad! <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's all in this one. Oh I, man, this movie—it's amazing. Uh, real quick, uh, last night I was just, I, I, after watching this, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? Like, I meant to do it today, but uh, I follow him on Instagram, dude. I'm just gonna send him like a message. Like, chances of him replying are probably nil, but I want to send him this message and just be like. Clint, like me and my buddy, you know, we've been doing this horror podcast. We're so many episodes deep. We talk about you all the time. We've done, you know, countless episodes where it was either a movie that you had a cameo in, a bit role, a, a starring vehicle, and just seeing if he would like give us the time of day to come on and let us interview him. Could you imagine that? I mean, that would be incredible, dude. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. Why, why the fuck not? Reach out, man. Just... Yeah, what's, what's the worst? You can ghost me? Cool. It's like yeah. every girl I ever talked to. So, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> well, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I'd say do it because I got that. I, that would be incredible, man. We'd like to, to just, just, even if it was like five minutes of his time, just to be like, yo, dude, we fucking love oh, you. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Yeah. Shout out to Clint Howard, man. Shout out to Clint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude. But uh but this movie, I mean, 
it it opens up with Clint Howard. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh my god! <laughs> I, what's the first thing he does, dude? Like, I loved it. It was so like <laughs> so. He plays this character named Ricky, who like which is no rela- no of no relation no of no relation to the Ricky because this is the the first three Silent Night Deadly Nights are all one story. And then four and five are standalone stories, but four and five each also have a character named Ricky, unrelated. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like, it's, I don't know, there's just so much about, this is a, like a little segue, but there's just so much about uh, the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies that I have come to appreciate. Yeah. And like, but it's also like they're so strange and like loosely connected absolutely all this stuff i just think it's a great series but you know like it reminds me of like how we always talk about how that was like you know sort of the original intent with halloween Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. you know everything was going to be maybe just like a halloween centered like like horror movie of sorts yeah you know that's kind of what silent night deadly night became i guess the first two were (laughs) you know maybe (laughs) a little more loosely or tied but the last yeah it starts kind of going into its own uh but anyway so so you meet you see clint howard first off and he's like wheeling a cart he's clearly like a a homeless person and yes yes he <laughs> he finds opening scene. He finds a, a like half-eaten hamburger in the gutter. Uh and in, in one of many great like moments with Clint in this movie, he opens up the burger and sees that it's just some bugs, some burger, yeah. and and like you know buns, and he goes, "Oh, no fucking cheese! <laughs> no cheese! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and eats it. Yeah, and then he just it's takes like a big honk and bite. Yeah, yeah he doesn't give a shit. But more importantly than the burger, he like looks up and there's this lady in distress on the top of a building, and. <laughs> And all of a sudden, like, boom, she catches fire and drops down the side of the building Mm -hmm. where Clint, Ricky, like, goes up to sort of, I guess, investigate the, like... And she's uh, burning from the waist down. Yeah, burning from the waist down. And he just goes up and just pokes his hand right into her flaming, like, you know, bottom half. And like get some sort of you know it gets like ash or like some grime on his fingers. It was just but it was just like he just like walks right up and just puts his hand like into her bottom and like the flames. Yeah, yeah. It's like this big gaping like like hole in her hip or whatever. I don't know, dude. It was it was actually kind of a cool. The firework during this scene was actually oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, And they kind of it did like you tell they sort of. it was like some like some shots were like a dummy, some shots True. there was like a person there. So it was yeah, but then he, yeah, but God, he, dude, it was so grody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just you know one minute you're chomping on a burger, the next minute you know <laughs> this fi- half this woman on fire plummets plummets from a building. Yeah, so he you know he hears um, some police sirens and uh, you know sort of scurries off into the alley. 
yeah. and peeks around the corner, um, you know, to watch the paramedics and the, and the, and the police presumably, you know, pull up to do their job. And then it cuts to, you know, the opening credits. Um, and then, you know, not even like, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad there was only one sex scene, but they got it out of the way real quick. Cause not even like six minutes into the movie, we're introduced to Kim, who's the main character and her boyfriend, Hank. And they seem, you know, they're, they're not Dude, just having sex. Like they're like getting it. They're getting hot and heavy, man. They're getting like, <laughs> like somewhere there's somebody going, bounce, bounce, bounce. Cause yeah, he's like, but- they get like banging man like yeah he's like carrying her around like the step <laughs> like the stamina to do that you know he's just like like lugging her like yeah you know Dude. full penetration like <laughs> lugging her around like slams her on the bed like that's it you know that, that yeah, that's dude. not like an everyday like sex session type your, thing your you know? boy's trying to be a porn star that's I, that he, this is his audition tape mm-hmm do you think the actor uh, went on? No, anyway. So, yeah, but it's 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 like crazy how like they just throw you into that. Like it goes like Silent Night, Dead, or it says Initiation first actually during the credits. Mm-hmm. It's like because that's the name that's the name of it. Right? Silent Night, Deadly Night Four, Initiation. Initiation. Yep. Uh, but then yeah, they like fades into the Silent Night, Deadly Night. It kind of goes into this. Uh, are you from like you know K Jaw Radio from Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto? Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. It's one of like the radio stations on Grand Theft Auto, but it goes into this K-Jaw radio like color scheme before it fades out. Interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it's crazy how fast that happens. But then you get kind of then you find out that those two characters, uh, not only are they seeing each other in a way, mm. but they're like they also work at like the same. Uh, the Los Angeles Eye. Yeah, it's like a new, like a newspaper of sorts or something. Yeah, it's probably like a. Um, it seems uh, you know, we really don't learn much, but it, it seems like it, it might be like a tabloid newspaper yeah. type deal. And uh, yeah, she's you know, in this conversation they have because you know they 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 they're fucking, and then oh, she, right. she she kind of sees the this newscast and on the TV about the body. And she's, you know, she mentioned something about spontaneous combustion. He switches it to porn um, and they, they fuck, <laughs> they get back to fucking, but then it cuts to them like walking down the street. They're having this conversation and it's alluded to that. She hasn't been working there very long, but she uh, uh, works. Um, she does the classified ads in the calendar. Um, and as they're walking to work, she talks about wanting to do a story on this woman and she asks if Hank will talk to Eli about it. Um, and they yeah. get to work, and one of like Hank goes up to these two coworkers, and instantly one of them just makes this like really inappropriate, like snide sexual joke within earshot of Kim. He's like, "Would you?" He's like, "Hank, uh, what'd you have for uh, lunch?" And Hank's like, uh, "Chinese." He goes, "Oh yeah, chicken <laughs> a la Kim." <laughs> That's right. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you like, fucking what? loser. <laughs> I know, I know. What a schmuck. Yeah, but like it's clearly established that this office is like a boys club. Sexist, yeah. Yeah, sexist boys club. Because like like you're saying, like Kim's trying to get Hank to vouch for her so she can do the story, the idea that she came up with. Absolutely. And he takes it or well, she tra- like they they like because Eli and Eli and then another character named Janice uh, or Janice Janice seem to walk in at the same time. Um, 
And real quick before you continue, uh, Eli um, is played by Reggie Bannister, who is most famously known for playing Reggie uh, in the Phantasm series. Um, so, oh shit! I dude, that dude, I he looked so familiar when I was watching this. Yeah, I should have looked it up. He's not in the movie very much, but I was just, you know, it's just cool to see him, you know, because he's like I said, he's so well known. For the Phantasm series, so it's cool to see him in something else. But yeah, yeah. But continue with what you were saying. Oh, um, well, it's like you know they, uh, Kim kind of pitches this idea to Eli, mm-hmm. and instead of like vouch- vouching for her, uh, Hank's given the story. Yeah, which is such a slap in the fucking face. It you know, doesn't even doesn't even say anything like, oh, you know, it, it was it was Kim's idea. Like, what about giving it to her? Like, he's just like, okay, you know? yeah, dude, exactly. And uh, and so like they you know go up to Eli's office, and the last thing that he's mm-hmm. the the editor says Eli that says to Kim is like he looks at her and goes, "Can you make some fresh coffee?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and just like fuck you dude like if that was me if i was kim i would have fucking told that dude to suck eggs man i would have been like i'm fucking out of here you fucking turd like, yeah. <laughs> like that's so yeah. unnerving but yeah. yeah again you know like then you you also have a moment with kim and janice where they sort of are like was the line oh yeah janice is like boys will be, we'll boys. be boys. <laughs> yeah like oh my god fucking outrageous but <laughs> yeah dude yeah they they have like a brief conversation like she's like how's it going with hank or something like that so they, <laughs> and, we, and we oh yeah i forgot to mention too in that like initial conversation with hank and kim uh you know, he asks her about uh, going to dinner tonight to meet his parents. Um, so Kim yeah. tells, talks to Je- uh, Janice about Janet. Fucking fuck! How? Do, <laughs> why do I keep pronouncing one of the most simple uh, names ever? Janice uh, tells, talks her about that, and then like um, Janice has some, some, some. I forget if like a fax comes through or what it is, but Kim picks up a piece of paper and learns that uh, the woman died on Newitch Street. Um, And she tells uh, Janice that uh, she is going to do this story anyways, you know, essentially without Eli's approval. Yeah, she's basically just like, fuck it. I'm going to do what I I want. Also, Newitch Street. Newitch Street. I knew it. Um, sounds like a sounds like something that would be that would be in like Harry Potter, like thirty two Newitch Street. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, sounds kind so of she goofy. heads to that. Yeah, she heads to Newitch Street. Um, you know, she uh, first she meets um, this it was butcher weird. guy. It's, yeah, because it's like there's like a vending machine, and I don't know what was in it. It looked like. <laughs> Um, peanuts dude it was just was it peanuts yeah it looked like popcorn kernels it was like super weird it was peanuts okay yeah, and yeah it was she, just i don't know it was just was that threw me off in the scene if i'm being honest i was like what a lame-ass vending machine yeah like where's the like the smarties at or the or you know what i mean or the dum-dums but yeah she, uh <laughs> it's just a character that's only in the movie for like two scenes Um, his name is Joe and he is a, um, Asian owner of a meat shop and they have a real brief conversation. Um, he, uh, uh, tells her that he lives upstairs. He heard the noise and he goes, 
She burned, scorched real good. Nothing left from waist down. Um, and then uh, she asks, you know, um, he, t- he basically she asks like, "How do you get to the roof?" And he tells her, you know, you could get to the roof in any part of the building. And then he makes some like snide comment about how the girl m- was probably a hooker. Oh yeah, she- that was like the weird thing about it. Yeah, like what? Yeah, he was like. Like with no bearing, just like like you throwing this lady on the bus, yeah. And then she um, must have been a she must have been a woman of the night, you know. Oh, I mean? well, a woman of the night. Nah, he's just being a fry guy, a punk bitch. Punk, you know yeah, I mean? fry guy. <laughs> 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 Yo, I heard Calvin got a job. Man, I'm proud of him. <laughs> Let's rob that fool. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, the wax whack forever. Absolutely. Uh, but uh so Kim kind of continues her uh neighborhood investigation and yep. goes to find the uh place where the body was on the sidewalk and she, yep. there's like a you know, some the police have like outlined the body. And f- yes, from the waist, from approximately the waist down through the legs, uh, it like the 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 sidewalk is scorched. Yeah, <laughs> and, there's only there's only chalk on her like waist up. It's funny to me. Yeah, like, it was, I, I feel like, like so weird. <laughs> I feel like they would have done a full chalk outline. You know, this is weird. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No need yeah, to get yeah. hung up on it, but it is kind of weird. They were just really illustrating that it was from the waist down. Yes, yes. Uh, so Kim gets led. This leads Kim into like a bookstore. That's right. in, you know that's in the building. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a used the, bookstore of some yeah. sort. Uh, and you know she kind of like you know she's just looking around. She uh, meets the owner of the bookstore. Yeah, but who, before she does, she's like. Ricky's in there, um, kind of being creepy. Like he follows her around. It uh, is creepy. Yeah. And he even um, like reaches down to like touch her waist, and she freaks out, rightfully so. And then yeah, then she meets the owner of the bookstore, who has a very unique name. <laughs> yeah. What FEMA? <laughs> FEMA. Yeah. It's like it's very unique. Uh, but yeah, it's so almost like it's almost like they were like, oh, you know, she owns this bookstore, she dabbles in the occult, she needs to have like a really unique name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but FEMA, like, I don't know how you land on that. This makes me think of FEMA camps. Yeah, it's like yeah, the only, exactly. I, anyway, yeah, yeah. Moving, anyway. moving on. So yeah, he, she, uh, like you said, Ricky, like like pokes kim this leads fema to kind of like to kind of come over and invest you know uh send ricky away basically she was just like you know ricky you need to go uh all this they seemed like i don't know she seemed familiar with the way she said it absolutely yeah because she's because she says ricky had go go head on up so oh yeah that's right go ahead up where you know yeah exactly it's like you know where he stays uh but then, you know, so Kim asks FEMA uh, for any books related to spontaneous combustion. Mm-hmm. And since they're what, in the... What book does FEMA give her? Oh, is it? It's like unexplained... Oh my God, what's the name of it? I just had it. Uh, it 
uh, it's like unexplained natural mysteries or something like that. Like close, close. Unex- she goes, ah, you're close. It's and she walks over and like picks up the book. Unexplained natural phenomena. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just- then Kim li- Kim lies and tells her that <clears throat> that she's a uh, investigative reporter um, doing a story on the suicide. Like, why did she feel the need to lie? You know what I mean? That, yeah. I- I, it's just like, it's a knit, it's a, it's a knit to pick, but it's, there's no need to lie, you know? Yeah. No. You can, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. She, she's like, I'm what, you know, like you said, she's like, I work, I'm working for the LA, uh, I blah, 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 blah. So she goes to sort of like check out the books mm-hmm. and you know, she finds out the FEMA lives upstairs. She yep. gets offered what is it like a like it gets offered a date. Yep. Uh, not it not like to go on a date, but you know, yeah, a like, date uh, of the raisin family. I would, yeah, yeah. She eats. Like, she just she, has like a bowl of dates sitting at the register. Like <laughs> that would not happen in the COVID era of the world. You know what I mean? No, it was just it was yeah that was so random. I mean like. Yeah, dates come back later, but like in the moment, you're just like, why'd they choose a date? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so she eats it. Uh, doesn't seem to like it though, Kim. No, because she ends up like kind of like doesn't she end up spitting it out? I think it's the I think she spits out the seed. Oh, the that makes yeah. sense. But she, but the look on her face, you know, uh, didn't look very tasty. No. Um. But yeah, not only that, but FEMA, um, you know, Kim's kind of reluctant to take it at first, but FEMA ends up giving her a book uh, titled um, Initiation of the Virgin Goddess um, and invites her to a picnic uh, the next day. Which is so, just such a bold move absolutely. for somebody you just met. Yeah, like this customer, <laughs> this customer that you don't even know. Yeah, because hey. like, like, she gives Kim the book, and Kim's like, "Oh no, I wasn't gonna buy this one." And then, and <laughs> yeah, then she's like, "Okay, well, it's yours, you know. Like, yeah, it's an invite. This is it your invite. Yeah, <laughs> this is your invitation." Could you imagine doing that at work? Like you're just ringing up this random person for their fucking mocha. Hey, uh, I'm having a picnic tomorrow. If you want to go, like what? Like, no, man, I am not here for this. (laughs) Shut up and bring me up. Yeah. We are awkward as fuck. It's just so awkward. Oh man. Yeah. It's like such a strange thing, but to top it off, Right. FEMA makes makes it even weirder because like right before she leaves, you know, like she like gives Kim this really like tender kiss on the side of her head. Oh, I forgot about that. She gives her this like little kiss and then like and that's right. Then she then because Kim asks her to go up to up to the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so she gets uh FEMA gets her coworker or whatever, Catherine, Catherine to cover the floor. Yep. Yep, FEMA, you know, sort of takes her up to the fire exit and they part ways from there. But yeah, you kind of get, you know, and you obviously from watching the movie, you know, you learn pretty quickly what FEMA's intentions are, but it is just kind of a creepy scene at first, you know. Like you said, just not only did she invite her to this picnic, but she, not intimate in like a, 
super sexual way, but yeah, just like kissing the stranger that you don't even know. <laughs> so like, bizarre, yeah. It's super, super, super weird. And if it was me, I'd be super off put by that. Oh, for sure. And be, be like, like you know what? On second thought, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not taking this gift from you. Like, thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah, but like, yeah. You know, uh, Kim probably thinks nothing of it. You know, this lady's just being generous. So, yeah, she uh, uh, moving on up. She heads up to the roof, and uh, you know, did you um, notice like uh, that there is like, you know, in, in the scenes where because she's go, you take you know, there's moments where she's going up the stairs, and it, you see these like almost like skull like uh patterns watermarks water yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it happens again like when a demon face yeah exactly and it happens again when she's on the roof you see one sort of in the background but i what, wonder if like, that was by accident or <laughs> or if they were like like painted or whatever because yeah it just looks like a watermark but i i noticed that too especially on the one when she's climbing up the stairs and it's because the camera sort of pans in a little bit and it's above her it yeah. definitely you know looks like you know whether it is a watermark or paint you know it looks like a demon face pretty good 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 call yeah dude um but yeah so she gets like you know she ble- she goes all the way up to the roof like we were talking she has this weird episode mm-hmm. where she's like you know looking down at where the uh, lady's body landed mm-hmm. and she like gets kind of like woozy and like woozy. Fa- falls over and uh yeah you know, it was like kind of strange you're just like what like what's going on with her because it's Even all kind she- of yeah continue it oh, i was just saying like it's all kind of like happening after that weird interaction with fema and you're so you're just like is she okay <laughs> yeah but even weirder than that oh is, yeah <laughs> uh you know we see a, a, as she's making her way over to um the roof to look over at the crime scene you know we see ricky emerge from this tarp um and you're led to believe that he sleeps up there Mm-hmm. Um, and he hears a weird noise. It's like a chittering sound or like a, you know, like something. And there's this giant, um, tube or like a <laughs> pipe or like a giant pipe. I love and this. First he sticks his head in. Um, and he then, just walks right up. Yeah. Like... He sticks his head in. <laughs> Kim comes up and he reaches his arm in. And while he's reaching his arm in, you sort of see there's ants everywhere. There's like ants on the pipe. Now there's ants on him. She cleans, uh, some ants off. But I expected him to pull out like a rat or a cat. Dude, he pulls out this weird fucking like translucent white larva, almost like H.R. Geiger alien-esque creature out. Yeah, it was gross. Super weird. And weird. That's a good word for it. And he he seems to be, uh, he seems to, you know, not be creeped out or freaked out. Like he seems like enjoy you know, finding this larva, this weird alien. That's the best. That's the best way I can describe it. It's yeah, like dude. weird la- la- larva thing, it's slimy, and he's like smiling and has this, you know, Clint Howard expression on his face. It's great. <laughs> it's great, dude. It, but it's yeah, it's a- like it's, it was a weird thing because, like, I like like you, I was not expecting that. I was just like, Whoa. not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. And, 
you know, like you said, Kim's kind of woozy. So she sort of, you know, looks at it and seems to be a little like confused. Yeah. Um, Understandably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, it, it, you know, from there it cuts to, you know, it's nighttime now. Oh, yeah. And, um, and she's Kim like back at her apartment a, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And she uh, notices that there seems to be a bunch of cockroaches in her sink. Um, so she, you know, pulls out some bug spray and why that's happening. She, she, uh, she gets a phone call. It only rings like once goes to voicemail and it's Hank asking her where he's at, telling her that his mom made this whole dinner and to call him back. Um, but she seems to have her own plate of dinner. She made, it looks like she made oh, some spaghetti. Right. She sits down with this plate of dinner, opens the book and the first page she opens it to, um, is uh uh about the spire it's it shows a spiral and it talks about the spiral the symbol of a woman's power um and <laughs> and in the op opening credits there's some like spiral stuff going on yeah. and we'll see some more of that later but yeah so but yeah then she looks at her plate of spaghetti that she has sitting there and it's like the, the marinara is oh, like yeah. on the <laughs> on the spaghetti in a spiral pattern. In a spiral, yeah. She's like, oh, perfect. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then there's like a fucking cockroach in her like lo loaf of bread. Oh yeah, disgusting, dude. <laughs> yeah, which like you know that gives her a little freak. She knocks the spaghetti off the off the, the spaghetti <laughs> off the table, and uh, you know it just like the plate shatters on the ground, leaving leaving nude the noodles. Uh, but she does uh, like tell Hank or whatever because yeah, she he like, calls again. Yeah, she calls again, and she's like, you know, like I'll I'm getting ready. I'll be there in five. Mm -hmm. And um, so she leaves her cockroach filled apartment and uh, ends up, you know, at hank's parents, parents i guess house. yeah and um it promptly gets offered a pig's what i appear to be a pigs in a blanket uh mm -hmm. potentially <laughs> from the mom who told told kim that it was a family recipe so you know did you did you catch who plays um so the the, the parents names are never mentioned it's just hank's mom and hank's dad but did you catch who plays his little brother lonnie uh, who, who, who is Lonnie? It's Conan Usenuts. Uh, oh uh, shit. That's, I saw the name of the son and he, uh, plays the character in Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, the little shithead kid that, uh, ha is wearing the roller skates that, you know, have the fireworks that burst out and he gets oh my a full God. body cast. It's <laughs> one of his, yeah, he has such a good line in that movie where he's like, what's he say? He's like, Hey, butthead or something like that. I forget what he said. Like, he has some great yeah that's brian using his son he's um, the rocket skate kid yeah he's the <laughs> rocket skate kid it's incredible um oh my god yeah dude. he plays lonnie um hank's little brother yeah so and they seem to have quite the age gap between them dude um, uh, that was tripping me out too i was like whoa <laughs> hank's in his like 30s or whatever yeah like i you almost think it's his son at first but no it's his yeah. little brother um but yeah his dad you know is drinking um dude his dad is kind of a jerk like kind of yeah like yeah that's saying it lightly i suppose dude's a bit of a fuck uh 
He like downs his beer and then like immediately calls his wife and like hands it off to her mm. to get another glass. When and uh, he just like at one point during this sequence, because like oh yeah that's right, Lonnie asks Kim uh, if he she's got her his, her tree up yet, and yep. they explain that she's Jewish, Jewish. and uh, that that uh, Jewish people will celebrate uh, Hanukkah. And, you know, Kim goes on this thing where she's like, I'm not religious. This is, you know, just sort of uh, a time of year that a lot of different cultures celebrate something. And I love his dad's like reply. Dude, he's like, (laughs) like (laughs) fucked up about that comment, man. He's like, he's over here like, like what? Okay. What, what was the, what was the exact comment? Like he goes, he goes bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like. And then he fucking, yeah, he goes on to talk about woman was made from, uh, woman was made from the rib of man and uh, a woman's place is at home raising all this like super sexist fucking shit, dude. Yeah, you know, this cut, this, this monologue's going somewhere when it starts off with, I believe woman should should be in a household, like raising a household or whatever. <laughs> like, but like, yeah, fuck. he says, you know, women were made from the uh, rib of man, and Hank's like, Dad, that's a um, an analogy, you know, like that's a story. And his and his remark is hilarious. He goes, "It's goddamned real, and you had better believe that." They're like, holy shit, dude. Like, this this guy is a fucking asshole. Yeah, dude, for real. Sexist, dude. racist, fucking. Yeah, because, like, anti Semitic, because, like, he, uh, when they say, mention that, that Kim's Jewish, he, like, has, like, this moment where they show him, he, like, scoffs or something, like, to the, that, like, yeah. he's like, God, dude, this guy's just a fucking dick. And, but, you know, like, Kim, so this uh, this is what I thought was fun, was interesting is like they they like Kim just leaves it looks like and Hank's like following her outside, but Hank like I don't know what the hell is going through that dude's head because he just like tries to tell her to blow it off and then mm-hmm. is like immediately trying to mac attack with honor yeah. dude like he like yeah. tries to like hike up her skirt and like grab at her while they're like making out a bit and she's just like Not pushes him it. off and she's just like why the fuck are you always like uh, like you know just trying to stick it in basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she calls him out yeah and that's yeah. uh, i think is, is this the scene where she's yeah she's like <laughs> she's like because he said he says something about he's like what's with the attitude yeah that's right and uh, do you have the, do you have the line written down yeah she goes she goes fuck my attitude my attitude fuck this job and like fuck you fuck dude you. yeah <laughs> he like, goes like shit. yeah fuck yeah. off hank you and all your goddamn black turtlenecks Dude's trying to be, he's a wannabe Bruce Wayne over here. He's sort of, kind of, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so Kim she, goes back to the her apartment from there. Yep. Yes, she does. And has, like, yet another kind of, like, weird episode going on while she's there, man. Like, yeah, because she, you know, she starts to clean up the mess. Um, then she uh, looks through the book. She looks through the book a little bit, and she, there's a page uh, where, She's reading about the fire of Lilith. Yeah. And then, and then something in 
just bizarre as bizarre can fucking be this next sequence. <laughs> Are you talking about the spaghetti hand? I'm talking about the oh the cock yeah I, I the get it. fucking god damn so the <laughs> so right before that so like there's this there's this shot of the the downed spaghetti from earlier where like it you know instead of just being a mess on the floor it's in the shape of a hand did you catch that well I noticed it like squirms at one point but I didn't notice that now yeah it was like all of a sudden the shape of like like just like a handprint weird yeah it was super strange to me but yeah so kim hears something and <laughs> you know like she can she's kind of like looking over trying to figure out what it is and all of a sudden she sees this giant ass fucking cockroach uh yeah that's like, another statement it's fucking huge dude yeah like i would just be gone like i would split like I'm out of there, dude. There's no, no it, yeah. It was, I did not expect that, dude. It was so crazy. Like this, just giant fucking cockroaches emerges from under her couch. You're like, what is going on? Yeah, dude. I, exactly. I was just like, what the fuck is happening? She grabs her broom and tries to like fish around the room, like kind of knocking everything over. Yeah. And all this shit, trying to find. It. Like she's just gonna like fucking jab that thing and not like take it out. Like. Kim braver than I am in this moment. Yeah, she just uh, like fucking turns her basically her whole apartment upside down in this trying to find this cockroach. Yeah. But uh for some reason can't like find it and then gets like really nauseous feeling or, yeah, or, and... this happens a, yeah, this happens a couple times where she starts to get you know, sharp pains in her stomach. She's like reaching for her stomach. Um, yeah. and she runs into the bathroom and as she's running into the bathroom, you see, it's like a different looking cockroach. It's like a lighter brown this time, but it's this big fucking cockroach just hanging on the wall. Yeah. Dude, at least like two and a half feet long. It, yeah. And it, so it, she, but she like runs to the bathroom and like hurls in the toilet, mm -hmm. uh, just in time, made it just in time. She did just in the nick of time, but uh, just in the Saint Nick of time. <laughs> but just try, and then like she uh, kind of crawls to the bathroom door and like passes out on the floor, sort of mm -hmm. right by the bathroom door, with mm -hmm. the giant cockroach's antenna kind of poking yeah. out from underneath the door at her. Yeah. But, one of uh, the many, like one of the many, because um, there's quite a few of her. She faints a, a, a few times in this movie. Let's just say it is a good point. It's not she as does. many. I don't. I don't think it's as many um, as uh, Candyman three because I remember <laughs> Candyman three was just overkill with how many fainting scenes there were, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she so she wakes up the next morning and there's a knock at her door. Um, and it's Janice who comes to check on her. She tells her she's worried about her. She tried calling her, uh, but the phone is off the hook the whole night. Um, yeah. And uh, Kim, you know, so, sort of says, you know, maybe it must have been something I ate. Um, Janice offers uh, to give her a ride to work. And Kim tells her that she's going to be late because she's working on something. So... Yeah, that's right. She's like, she Janice is all like, Eli was pissed you didn't make come to work tomorrow, yeah. yesterday or whatever. Uh, but yeah, and so Kim 
what Kim's working on is basically going to this picnic that she was invited to by it's FEMA. It's not even work. Yeah. It's not even work, man. You like, but she brings, you know, she brings like a, a bottle of wine and the, uh, the book that FEMA gave her mm-hmm. and yeah, stumbles upon uh, FEMA and uh, two of her associates, yep. uh, you know, having a picnic. Uh, yep, she gets yep. introduced to uh, Catherine and oh, what was the other person? Catherine Jane. and Jane. Yeah. But wait, there's a weird line though. When she gets introduced to Catherine, uh, um, FEMA introduces her as the wise mother. Um, yeah. That's not something you hear every day. Like, oh, hey, this is this is uh, this is my buddy David. He's the grand patri- patriarch. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like. It's just a little off, you know, like absolutely. You're like, what the fuck does she mean by that? But yeah, so Catherine is like pretty old, not you know, not like prehistoric, but probably I would say she's the she's a senior citizen. She's a senior citizen, late sixties, and then there's mm-hmm. uh, Jane, who is definitely y- even younger than FEMA, probably in her mid twenties, I would say. Yeah, and, I, and, and like, she, and uh, FEMA's kind of in the middle, just to establish yeah. the sort of like. You know, three there. And Jane is, um, she looks Indian. Yeah. And uh, they establish her as like a dance teacher. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She's a dance, she's a dance coach, dance teacher, whatever the terminology, yeah. <laughs> terminology is. But while they're talking, um, uh, you know, Catherine tells Kim that she spent the night at FEMA's the night that the 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 quote unquote suicide happened because it's labeled as a suicide. Mm-hmm. And she has another really weird line here. And if I was Kim, like I don't know, like I would start picking up on some of this shit. But uh, Catherine tells tells Kim um, she wasn't strong enough. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yeah, it's really it's like a really like obviously strange line, you know, because it's like Kim's all like, I wonder what happened to her, and that's the response. Yeah, she wasn't yeah, strong, strong enough. It's enough. like, what do you uh, know? Okay, and, yeah, and you're right. Like I, I like you know, it immediately the the comment immediately gets diverted by somebody asking like more wine, and they pour another glass oh, that's you right. know, for Kim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because clearly they want they wanted to move off of it, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's like that's the thing. It's like every I feel like every time uh, Kim has an interaction, she like like in this scene, it's you know she's just drinking their wine out of like an unlabeled bottle, right? You know they could easily be slipping her stuff because she gets all like kind of you know weird even further into this scene, like yeah, because they 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 continue to have a, uh, a conversation where they describe uh, you know, Kim, Lilith and stuff, right? Yeah. Cause Kim brings up the book. Um, and FEMA tells, uh, tells a story that, uh, Lilith was Adam's first wife, apparently. And, um, refers to her as the spirit of all that crawls. Um, yeah. and then Kim talks about, you know, she's worried that she's going to lose her job. Uh, and the girls, so they toast to Kim and that when they, this is another weird too. They, when they toast to Kim, they toast, they toast to the turning point. Um, yeah. And then Catherine and Jane get up for a walk and this is what you're, I think you're about to talk about mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, uh, Kim's laying there, uh, FEMA leans in and gives her a kiss. <laughs> um, and then, and then, you know, uh, Kim seems to fall asleep 
Yeah, you know? straight up. Like FEMA gives her this like little tender kiss, you know, uh, and like all of a sudden she's kind of like out for a moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you said, you know, who knows, you know, what they could be slipping her because FEMA gets up and goes and joins the other two girls. Um, yeah. Well, there's this like weird moment with Kim while she's there because she kind of like wakes back up and is like in this, you could tell in this like weird state and like almost like hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah. Like to the point where like you see these tree branches mm-hmm. that she's staring at and like they do actually kind of look like a loose face, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it's like, you know, there's like, feel like she's, you know, fucking tripping or hallucinating on something like, and, uh, of all people to interrupt this though uh-huh is fucking hank yeah it was like good timing you know yeah um yeah, it was kind been- of concerning how like this would happen right after hanging out with these three strangers basically yeah he, he sort of arrived you know uh and we learned you know kind of quickly like how he learned of her whereabouts but um he did sh- kind of show up at a good time because it almost looked like she was about to maybe have this really intense you know trip or who knows what was going to happen you know something maybe more sinister could have happened but uh yeah hank shows up and uh tells her to get get up and go to work and that eli's having a shit fit so (laughs) yeah uh you know and this like so so they go back to the office and hank Mm -hmm. Uh, and Eli and whatever that little yes man is. Yeah, he, we, they never like, say his name, but he is a schmuck and a half. He's always making like, you know, bitch fucking comments. Like, yeah, like one of the, one of the first scenes he's with entitled. Him, where he's like, you know, like I've never seen somebody work harder at, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, basically belittling her. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But anyway, so they're all there, and Eli is like. Okay, so I've learned that you're like ahead on your job. Uh, Hank's convinced me that you'd be like an invaluable asset to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, as long as you do your regular work, you can do this extra work also, basically. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of what she wanted. True. Um, but like, you know, Hank all schmucky on the sides, like kind of like making a couple of faces, like, you know, like he, he, he knows this is what she wanted, which is good. But yeah, um, you know, so the, Kim doesn't even like respond though. She just kind of like turns around and walks out like the opposite direction. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then she, then know, she, she finds out of... how Hank found her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah. strange, right? Hank, like, Hank, Hank tells her that uh, Janice told her, and she goes up to Janice and is like, uh, you know, how did you know that I was going to be at the park? And Jen, yeah. J- Janice is like, oh, you told me. Like, I, 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 It wasn't until I rewatched this movie, but I feel like um, I feel like one of the um, themes of this movie or one of the social commentaries on this movie is like gaslighting for sure. Uh, oh yeah dude it she, happens she, she gets like, heavily yeah. yeah she like gets heavily heavily gaslit this whole movie and this is one of those scenes where oh you know you told me that you were going to the park like kim's like you know i don't remember that so, <laughs> yeah exactly like no you no i didn't and you're right, like even earlier you pointed out that she she basically just tells janice that she's working on something mm-hmm. and so you know she definitely didn't 
Uh, yeah, which is strange because like up until this moment, you're like, okay, cool, Janice is a good friend. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's kind of strange. Uh, this, um, you know, kind of leads Kim uh, and Hank to start mm-hmm. working on the story together. Yeah, uh, they go back to the uh, um, the building. Scene. He's got a camera in tow, ready to take some pictures for the article. Yeah. Um. And so they end up going up to the roof, and you know, there's just this fucking giant spiral that seems to be painted on the ground. Yeah, that, dude. I, that, you, that you don't notice before, but you notice here. Yeah, it's crazy, and um. Like you said, so there's like this giant spiral. Of course, Hank again finds this like not good moment to try to mack on Kim. Well, uh, he does apo- he does apologize though. Fair enough. Okay. He apol- you know he, he he apologizes for you know not sticking up for her before, and uh, essentially asks her for another a second chance. Well, hopefully he uh, doesn't blow it this time. All right. Uh, but there's this cool shot. So like, you know, he looks through, um, Ricky's stuff on the roof briefly, you know, making the, uh, observation that it looks like somebody's living here. Uh, oh, yeah, keen observation there. Yeah. yeah no shit. Uh, but, um, there's this great shot, like right out, out of this scene mm-hmm. where it shows Kim standing alone mm-hmm. and like in the center of that spiral. And yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought it was a cool shot because it was like, oh, foreshadowing. Because yeah. Hank Hank wants to leave, um, but she tells Hank that she wants to stick around for a little bit longer. Uh, so, like you said, yeah, that is pretty. I didn't. I guess I didn't. You know, think about that. But yeah. But where do we next find Kim? Well, you know, she decides to head down to you know since since she's already there. The building. You know, might as well go check up on FEMA. Um, so yeah, she goes to FEMA's apartment and, uh, you know, FEMA makes some tea and, you know, they kind of talk about uh, some of these things that have been going Kim's way. And FEMA tells her that, you know, be careful what you want. Cause you just might get it, which is a classic cliche, but she also talks about how, um, imagination is a powerful thing. Um, and as she serves her this tea, you know, she seems to sprinkle in, um, some sort of powder or herb. Um, I don't know what, you know, what it was, but. Oh, that, uh, no, she calls it, she tells her it's elder bark. Oh, elder. (laughs) Wait, why they, could they not get like the copyright for elderberry or what are they different? Like, I don't know. I was like, I don't don't know know what the fuck that is. Elder bark. I didn't catch that. But again, though, this is what I was talking about earlier, like where they're pouring her wine out of an unlabeled glass bottle that they call their wine. Um, Yeah. She just lets this lady who she barely fucking knows sprinkle this random shit in her fucking drink. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. (laughs) She's like, like, she like in- instantly feels nauseous to like whoa yeah weird. dude it fucks her so, up <laughs> what yeah so i don't know man i feel like it, especially after a little bit of what fema tells kim next like i feel like at this point the red flags would have been piling up um, uh yeah 
because yeah, she FEMA tells Kim that she reminds her of her daughter Lily, um, and that apparently, you know, they fought a lot when she was younger due to her quote unquote resisting. Um, yeah. And that she ran away with her boyfriend, and then FEMA blames it on her husband Bill. It's all Bill's fault. Her ex-husband Bill. It's all Bill's fault. Bill's Bill's wow, a goddamn idiot. Not like men, apparently. No, uh, but, dude. No. This this movie. I will say this movie does not like men. Fair. Which and is further, not. I mean, like I'm not knocking it. It's an interesting subject. I thought for a, especially a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie. But anyway. And then furthermore, she. Uh, uh, as if that wasn't weird, you know, you remind me of uh, my daughter. She goes on to kind of, you know, ask a question that I feel like you typically wouldn't just randomly ask somebody that you've only, it's only like your second time hanging out with. But she asks her, um, you know, what, how her and Hank's sex life is. Yeah, dude, we used to, okay, so we used to joke about this all the time. Um, she basically asks her what her bang schedule is, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, she's like, hey, <laughs> right. it's so inappropriate. Like, bro, right. you don't even know me. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. Even with people like, what's your yeah. bang schedule, girl? Some people, even if like, you know, everyone, some people are more discreet than others. Some are willing, but like, I've known you for a really long time and that's not something I, you know, just like, Hey man, so you know, when do you and Nadine plow? You know, I just felt like a question you just ask somebody, <laughs> at least I don't think it's like, a, especially the second, like I said, the second time you're like spending time with this person, it's just kind of a, you know, maybe it, just, it seems yeah. like a weird move, you know? Yeah, it is um, kind of a personal thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a, just like a way more like private question than you'd ask us basically a stranger. But again, I mean, Kim seems to be really trusting or something because, she, you know, she's like letting this lady put like, you know, shit in her drink that makes her nauseous, like all the and you know, just kind of like really yeah, diving into this whole world that fema is living in basically yeah um fema, fema also talks about uh how they need to gain power for themselves mm -hmm. um um so yeah so but kim, but ends kim up gets, like yeah, oh yeah go for kim it kim ends up spilling um some of the tea and fema's pretty stern about you know she's kind of rude actually for the first time where she's like clean up this mess you know like makes her clean up the mess uh but then yeah, what she's is, like very upset about it like yeah, the spill. which is interesting. Like, yeah, there must have you know. She, why is she so upset that she spilled tea? So yeah, I didn't but, think about that until until just now. Like yeah, you know, it's obvious, and we we know with the scene that's about to happen, you know, that she had put something in that tea to drug her. But yeah, you know, that's yeah. not a normal reaction. You know what? No, if it's just normal tea, no one would get that mad over spilled tea. Um, but. Uh, Kim gets kind of like sick though, and like right after that, and it kind of like doubles, uh, you know, over, mm -hmm. like on the couch, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Then what does FEMA offer her? A fucking date. Yeah. And so, but but, and this is one of those moments where you're like, I can't tell if she's fucking tripping out or not yet, right? Because uh, it's like she she doesn't want a date because it did she didn't like it earlier, but then mm -hmm. FEMA kind of like puts one in her hand and like 
you know, brings it up towards her mouth. And you have this moment where Kim sees like a beetle in her hand mm-hmm. uh, instead of the date, but then just uh-huh. like noshes it. Like, yeah, FEMA, uh, you know, really uh, encourage urges her to eat it, you know, just eat yeah. it, you know. It's crazy. Um, yeah, she's like, it'll make you feel better. And like, boom. But then, and, you know, you get dropped right into this like weird scene, man. Where, yeah. like, uh, 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 that's an understatement. Like, Kim's kind of like, you know, you can tell she's kind of like hazy, you know, uh-huh. like, uh, kind of waking up here, but she's now laid down and. Jane and this other lady. It's Jane, FEMA, Catherine, and a character named Lee who never okay. gets, you know, you don't learn her name. Lee's um, like literally just there to help Jane undress Kim. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah, and dude. There are these ca- a couple of cool shots where they, like, it's like they put the ca- the camera like in a shirt or something like that and like they pulled the shirt over the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But they basically strip Kim down Right. And then yep. like Catherine, the the wise mother, like walks up and like draws, you know, uh, a line on on her head with this, like some black, you know, probably charcoal or something uh, yep. and uh, like a spiral around her belly belly button. Yeah. But w- then the scene takes a fucking turn. man. Oh, yes, it does. Because <laughs> uh, because because. <laughs> Right, like because they call Ricky in. Oh shit! Yeah, and oh my god, yeah. Uh, like this, this is like this. This would be such a nightmare, man. Like so, oh Ricky god. brings like you know he's brown bagging it. He brings up this <laughs> like, <laughs> the the nasty weird like gigantic larva thing we saw from earlier. Yeah. And they place it on her belly button, mm-hmm. like cover on, it with the sheet. Yeah, cover it with the sheet, and then they slice a fucking rat like right over the top of her, so there's like blood spill. And you're led to believe that this fucking thing is basically like burrowed inside of Kim, yeah, like writhing around, you know, kind of like in pain and shit. While um, Catherine, Catherine chants, "Earth to earth, mother to daughter." Um, dude, it's fucking wild. And then but it what goes, happens? Oh my god, dude! But then they're like, they're like, basically, like you know, you gotta. They're talking about like her fear or something like that, and out. Um, get it out, yeah. Get yeah, it, get out yeah. your fear. And Kim's like, basically, vomits up this gigantic fucking cockroach looking thing. Yeah, it's like a multi segmented. Uh, oh my god, it's, it's insane! Nuts. But then even further, yeah. Cl- oh my god, Ricky, pick like cuts the gigantic beetle in half or bug in half, cockroach, yeah, cockroach, and like drips this weird, uh, like clear, uh, liquid goo. Like, goo all over Kim's it's face. Like, it's like the yeah, he he cuts it in half and he's dangling this part over her that's innards are popping out and all this w- clear white goo is just covering her face, dude. Gnarly. It is, it is such a weird. The first time I saw this because I remember uh, probably like nine or ten months ago, I still hadn't seen this one, mm-hmm. and I was reading an article on it that was trying to describe this scene, and then just seeing it for the first time and just being like. 
what the fuck just happened dude it's it's crazed man and and like i said like some nightmare fuel man like having a like you know it's it's like a scene in in wrath of khan where they put the little slugs in the fucking dude i'll never forget that that shit's iconic yeah (laughs) uh but 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 this is like that on on fucking steroids because that thing's huge and and especially even more so because she after that that all happens you know she wakes up on the couch fully clothed so you're like okay did this really happen was that a fucking hallucination was that a dream sequence you know what i mean so yeah so yeah Yeah. and and so yeah exactly like she wakes up fully clothed and she's like what the you know what the fuck she gathers what like her purse and like whatever else she and she tries to leave but like fema and then or no it's like catherine at first and then fema and then jane all come out and they're like no why don't you just you know uh stay here you have to finish like you have to finish and then fema says i want my daughter back yeah because kim goes kim because yeah catherine goes you have to finish you know and uh kim goes what do you want from me I want my daughter back. Yeah. He says, you're like, holy shit. Dude, they're trying. Yeah. There's like, something what? afoot. And, yeah. you know, Kim and Kim is able to run off. Um, and as she's running off, Catherine tells Jane to go get Ricky. So, oh you know that, uh, you know, shit is about to hit the fan. Dude, it's fucking. Like, and that, that is like, it's kind of the case. Like, this movie just starts, like, it starts putting, uh, you know, the pedal down to the. Absolutely. You know, and, and we're going. Because uh, Kim, Kim, you know, escapes back to her apartment where mm-hmm. then she finds Hank in bed. Like, like sleeping, yeah. Sleeping in bed. She's all, you know, she's understandably kind of you know crazed a little bit because of the shit that's going on and she like you know kind of freaks out on him it's like i want my key back i want you know you fucking gone you know i need space like he you know at one point tries to like hold her for a second she's like don't grab me you know uh but like she she like rips up a newspaper throws it in the toilet and tries to clog her toilet tries she tries. She she opens up the medicine cabinet and tries to uh, swallow a bunch of pills. Like she's clearly not right, you know. Um, and it gets even weirder because Hank is able to sort of uh, calm her down. Um, you know, he's consoling her. She's cry- he's comforting her. She's crying on his shoulder. Mm. Um, and then it's real fucking weird, man. She starts to come onto him. Uh, she gets on top of him and she makes these really weird comments about wanting to touch him in his sleep. She tells him to relax and close his eyes and says, I want to fuck you while you're sleeping. So she, all these weird emotions, she comes home, she's a fucking bitch to him. I mean, kind of rightfully so, you know, I want my space. She's going to tries to act suicidal and then is being like really fucking creepy sexual and a creepy it's kind of rapey honestly it's kind of oh, you know, big time like it's it, it yeah it's it's bizarre but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, like to me this was like a really funny thing even though there's all this weird creepy shit going on like just out of nowhere like ricky pops his head up 
like from the fucking hallway. Yeah, it just kind of like kind of enters the room where like she's on top. Like we were saying, she's like on top of Hank, basically like fucking him while he's like while telling him to like lay as still as possible, pretend like he's sleeping. Yeah, and and Ricky just comes in, sits on the edge of the bed. And turns on the TV. <laughs> yeah, and it's the movie that's playing is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Three. That's what it's like, oh my god, dude! <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. one of the things that's so great is that like here at episode or at number four, they're just like so self-aware, you know? Absolutely. Uh, but okay, so. It's playing and like Ricky gets a little loud, draws some attention to himself, freaking mm. Hank out. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, understandably so. He gets up and like starts putting on his pants and he's like, Who the fuck are you? You need to get out of here. Like, yeah. oh my God, dude. But it escalates so quickly. It like, really does. Like, because like Kim basically like in this whole sequence, she's also like fucking freaking out that Ricky's in her house. She yeah, she almost like seems to snap out of whatever weird like trance uh, emotional emotional ro- state roller coaster she, trance yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's finally you know freaked out and rightly so because she sort of runs into the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and, While you know, like Hank kind of like tries to get aggressive with Ricky, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, R- Ricky's like. What are you doing, man? Like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so great. It's like, it's like, it's just, just broken to these people's house. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, what just... are you doing to me, man? Me, he's like know? kind of friendly. Well, you know, in this like really, well, I, you know, dopey we, way. We, we, we learn pretty quickly, like what's going on, you know, but it's almost like he, Ricky was trying to go there and just be able to, get Kim out with little fanfare or, you know, confrontation. Yeah. So I don't think he you know, went in there with the intention of necessarily of, of having to be violent or hurt Hank. So when Hank sort of, you know, flips the tables and gets aggressive with him, he's th- thrown off guard by it. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Uh, but yeah, yeah like I, so Hank, Hank like grabs the broomstick that, and like, you know, like trying to like shove it basically like get him towards the door and like out. Um, I can't remember exactly how this happens, but somehow this vicious fucking moment happens. Oh, fuck me, dude. Dude, it, it, it's an incredible shot. And, it the, is. and but, but Ricky is like kicked to the ground or something like that. Yeah. And he like manages to grab one of Hank's ankles and just starts tearing into his Achilles tendon. <laughs> like there's like blood fucking chows down, dude. dude. Like it's fucking nuts. Like we've talked we just, about like Achilles yeah. slices Recently, and stuff, but yeah. like brutal, dude. That'd be that, gnarly. That was the yeah. Could you imagine somebody just ripping through? Oh. I hope that would never happen. Um, yeah, he chows down on his Achilles tendon. Um, you know, he, uh, he grabs a paring knife mm-hmm. and it has this great line. Cause you know, Hank sort of backs into, um, backs against the wall 
and uh, uh, Ricky grabs a paring knife and walks over to him and goes, don't fuck with me. And just yeah. the way he says it is so like, I can't replicate the way he says it, but it's pretty fucking great. Like I was busting up laughing. Well, it's because it's Clint Howard, man. It's like, yeah. it's like his, brilliant. His like presentation, just uh, his, his portrayal is just great. But yeah, he's like says that, and he goes like, he goes like, I bet you think I'm dumb, don't you? And then he starts oh, like, right. yeah. and then he just starts stabbing him with a paring knife in the fucking chest, like yeah, repeatedly like four times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then he tries to go, you know, uh, he, you know, he, he probably realizes you know what what the ultimate goal of Wally why why he's here mm -hmm. um so he goes to the bathroom door he stabs it a couple times he even wriggles the knife underneath you know the, the crack in the door and ends up slicing uh kim a little bit dude um, i kind of laughed about that <laughs> it's like like just like the gotcha like yeah. kind of thing. but yeah but while that's happening the phone starts to ring okay mm -hmm. and uh and this happened earlier too where like so her phone rings only once and goes straight to voicemail and it's janice um and you know uh uh she oh okay so uh, okay excuse me let me backtrack a little bit so he tries to break into the bathroom um and he uh heads back towards hank when this phone is ringing and kim is able to get out of the bathroom and she runs to the phone that's in her room and um ricky notices this and ends up tripping and falling which allows her to get to the phone mm -hmm. and she really quickly you know before uh janice is done leaving the voicemail picks up the phone and call the police call the police um and you know she manages to squeal that off real quick before ricky grabs her and starts to tape her wrists together and her mouth shut um that's right yeah so you know she's sort of in a compromised situation um hank ends up sort of coming to he picks up the knife that ricky dropped and tries to um you know get the upper hand but fails and while this is going on it's actually a really cool shot so kim um manages to wriggle herself under the bed and you only get this shot it's from her point of view and you see um, like Hank and Ricky from essentially just like the shin down yeah. and you can hear this, you can hear the struggle and you can hear someone getting stabbed. And all of a sudden you see all this blood start to fucking pool down all over, uh, Hank's feet and all over the carpet, his dead body falls to the ground and blood trickles out of his mouth. But this, the shot of like all the blood coming down his foot and on the carpet was actually pretty cool. A little shot. Yeah, dude, I agree. I thought it, it, and like, what an interesting, you know, like you're describing, just like it was really cool how they, you could hear the action and stuff. Yeah. And you just saw it from that point of view, man. Like, uh, but yeah, so like you said, the body drops and she realizes that Hank's dead. Um, and then like and then ricky just sort of pops down and he's like he has another kind of oh ricky line where he's like you gotta come out of there you, like yeah you, you can come out now yeah you, you know? can come out now it's almost like <laughs> like a child childlike you know and he, he 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 flips the bed over um and right as that happens uh, uh janice oh enters, enters yeah. the apartment man yeah dude. this is like one of the shocks of the movie yeah, this was like this. This was a bit of a Shyamalan twist, you know. Like oh she, my! 
Okay. Uh, but you know, she. Yeah. She like you. What uh, you? (laughs) Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. (laughs) You go for it. (laughs) Well, she just basically reveals that like. She's in on it. She's like, are you crazy? What are you doing? Like, you know, and and she stops Ricky from being like, you know, uh, aggressive. She grabs the knife from him. Um, But basically like like, that he killed Hank, you know, like, yeah. 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 She will. Cause like, apparently this is not how all of this was supposed to go down. Right. Yeah. She was just supposed to, she even says that too. She was like, you're supposed to go peacefully or something like that. You know? Yeah. And she, Um, in this scene like she basically like tries to uh while simultaneously making kim go with ricky she tries to be like convincing to kim that uh-huh. like she because she says the line like you've got to finish it you know like right, stuff right. like that and and she says yeah. that she'll clean it up like the mess yep. up and stuff like yeah yeah she yeah she tells you know ricky to take her back to fema and that she'll clean up yeah um yeah dude so it was just a was bonkers like you said the movie really kind of picked up at that point and continues to and that was just a wild scene um but furthermore uh you know as if that wasn't wild this whole next sequence um oh my god dude. is pretty wild too and 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 you know a little um uncomfortable um but we'll get there so you know <laughs> uh, it looks like so they get you know ricky throws her into this room and we turn comes to find out that she's locked in the meat locker um from the from the meat shop next door yeah uh you know she sort of falls to the fetal position crying the next thing you know she wakes up to a flashlight in her face and the girls are there Ricky is there and he's wearing this weird fucking phallic shaped mask. Oh my and, God, uh, dude. I didn't really want to watch this scene again. So I fast forwarded through it when I watched last night, but essentially they perform a ritual where, you know, one of the girls is naked, the rest are kind of clothed, but they, um, part of the initiation is essentially long story short. Um, they're chanting and rubbing, uh, uh, uh Rick while he sexually assaults Kim. Um, uh yeah they like give kim a drink like like she wakes up to the flashlight and they like there's like a line where it's like give her the thing give her the drink and uh they like force her to drink this thing they have ricky drink some the something that's right they're like rubbing him down with oil oil he's like like you said sexually assaulting kim who's on a chair in the middle of the room i feel like they could have i feel like they could have done something like a little more tasteful or just not had this scene be in the movie at all um they, they, yeah. they probably could have found a better way to ex- yeah i don't know man nobody wants i mean we've like, talked about it before yeah, nobody wants this and it's also like you said dude like the mask that ricky's wearing was like so like it was so obviously phallic like it was just like there's something sinister about to happen i'm not i'm not here for it but yeah not you know so this this happens and she wakes up naked (sighs) kind of covered in like i don't know like a fucking sheet sheet or something uh in the middle of the locker the the meat locker still um 
with like you know chair and everything so like you're you're allowed to believe like whoa shit this shit that actually happened yeah real. uh you know and she gets up and it's like <laughs> oh my god just totally like if you walked into this movie blind and didn't know who directed it um this next scene um totally had some like society type vibes my thoughts exactly was because she you know her um hands uh she she starts to experience pain again like like you know extreme pain again her fingers start to bind themselves like knot themselves together yeah um it's pretty cool looking and then it is further, a cool shot furthermore there's this totally nasty shot of this like disgusting white goo that's emitting from her woman area um yeah dude, her, like that's that shot was fucking just like weird yeah they didn't need to do that he didn't, didn't need to do, to that. do that either way her legs start to fucking um bind together and then almost her feet look like they start to fold over on themselves like she's, it almost looks, uh, it almost, and I know that's not what it was, but it sort of looked like what what a woman transforming into a mermaid would look like. Yeah, it's like this weird, I don't know, like it, it's like, like mermaid transformation, but like body horror, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's like it, yeah, it's like it's like it's like a mermaid transformation mashed with like brundlefly transforming you know like, it was no it, yeah fucking the, gross aside from the white goo i really enjoyed that scene um, Same. but then she you know she's as after this happens she crawls around and you can you see the giant cockroach from earlier and then you also see hank's dead body hanging from chains and hooks from the ceiling yeah, the pinhead must have stopped by, you know. Yeah. Oh JK. my god, JK. And then she she faints again. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you had, if you were just watching this movie and you didn't know who directed it, um, that scene alone with the whole finger nodding mm-hmm. and the whole leg sequence, like I said, gave me society vibes. One hundred. Um, and if you're listening and you haven't seen Society, uh, it's one of those movies that is so bizarre and like words can't even do it justice that you have to see at least once in your lifetime um, oh yeah because it's a it spectacle is, it is a spectacle is a great a great word for it <laughs> so she faints again and when she wakes up um uh joe uh joe who this is the you know, he was in the movie briefly before he enters with some other woman who comes in with uh, a pair of clothes for her. And he has a line where he goes, you have been initiated. You go now. But when she <laughs> yeah. comes to it, her around her legs, it looks like uh, this uh, almost like a cocoon, like a brittle cocoon yeah. that formed around her legs, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so you're like, whoa, dude, like what the fuck it was happening? Like, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's exactly. It's just, there's so much that they're packing in here. Um, So, yeah. So she kind of gets up and sort of like, you know, grabs whatever and like leaves Mm -hmm. um, and goes to the bookstore. Right. Yep. Yep. And, you know, this is where they're really like trying to lay some shit on her. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She enters, she enters and, uh, FEMA uh, calls her Lily. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. uh, 
She's uh, yeah, exactly. What's, you know, and, and, and you and really, you really do learn a lot here too about you know. They really like they yeah they talk about how like you know she gave birth to her fear how you know this is like she's you know gonna be like basically she's like like they're she's she can be more powerful like yeah not only that know, you created these things with magic like not only that but FEMA tells Kim that the woman who jumped off the roof was her daughter uh, 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 and that she was right. too weak and that Kim is here to take her place. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, man. Uh, and then what is it that Catherine says? It's like this line. You're one of us now. Yeah, dude. And so they basically then tell her that because of the the the, the things that have happened, she needs to uh, find a way to feed the fear or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they talk about, you know, uh, 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 she needs to, uh, she gave form to the fear inside her yeah. um, and then tells her that she's not finished and that they need a life to feed uh, the fear and mentions, brings up Hank's little brother Lonnie and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Dude, that was wild to me. I was like, "Whoa, they're going, they're going hard, man!" Like, yeah. And even furthermore, she tells Kim, um, "You know, you need to bring us the boy, and that if you don't, the fire will destroy you." Yeah, it's a lot to take in, dude. There's, yeah, exactly. You're just like, "Holy shit, man!" What the hell did Kim walk into? Um, she doesn't want to hear it because no, at she's... one point, she, at one point, she even is like, you know, I've been hallucinating, you and FEMA yeah. essentially, you know, assures her, you know, this is real. Uh, yeah, uh, you're in it now, kid. So, yep. And um, you know, so this kind of cuts because Kim's like, fuck that, basically, and uh, she's. This is like, what I'm talking about with more gaslighting in this next scene. This, oh, is, this yeah. is like an this is like a super uh extreme you know example of that but what happens next so she's basically back at her apartment with uh like a police officer like a detective or something and she's like trying to show him like and describe the the events that have happened and he's like not finding any evidence of anything there's no blood there's no blood you know she the uh, door's fixed yeah the mirror that she cracked was is like fixed you know um holy fuck me and the guy goes like looks into her medicine cabinet <laughs> sees that she has some prescription <laughs> pills and then goes like are you in therapy and she's like i'm not in therapy and he's like do you need a recommendation to get in therapy <laughs> and it's like and like basically like you said just gaslights her and tells her that she's fucking like she's going crazy like but yeah but you sort of are it's just a crazy scene because you really underestimated you know the fact that whoever you know it, whether uh, janice cleaned that up by herself or not but the fact that within that short of a time frame able to replace the door able to replace mm -hmm. the mirror somehow able to clean up all of this fucking blood to not leave a shred of evidence insane insane it, yeah that's what like exactly it was just like whoa man like they either have incredible resources or powerful magic <laughs> uh which maybe is a little of both yeah maybe a little bit and then furthermore uh she heads to work 
and gets gaslit some more because she talks to um, Eli. You know, have you heard from Hank? And Eli's like, oh, don't you remember? Hank's out of town on a story. You knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah, exactly. And then she goes up to Janice and like Janice is all like, welcome to the family. <laughs> now bring us the boy. Yeah. yeah like, oh, shit. Like Janice is Janice is down with the, the boy murdering apparently. But I uh, love how I love how in this scene, um, I forget if that guy, the undamed, the the unnamed, like sexist uh, coworker, oh, yeah. I forget like what he does or what he says. But she, she like throws a cup in his face or hits him. Or he's something. like he's like a, he's like says some snarky ass thing, and he's then he goes to take a drink, and she like slant like oh, shoves yeah. the cup into his face. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, dude, it dude, was this great. It was little great. prick. Um. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just fucking crazy, man. Because uh, you're right. Like it's like every place, every major place in her life, she is now like. It's been essentially, uh, they've like inter- they've essentially integrated themselves into all these different like facets of her life. Yeah, and so you're you're sort of like, well, you know, Janice is part of it. Like, is Eli? Like, are there like who's all in on this cult? You know what I mean? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. Um, so then like Kim kind of like I don't know heads outside or whatever yep and uh sees Ricky kind of lingering by I think her yep. car and so she decides to to like, kind of try and beeline on foot in this opposite direction <laughs> uh, Ricky pursues because he obviously sees her yeah he makes a mad dash for her you know and I mean? she like goes and this is so random uh like goes there's like a motel that she approaches and this like cleaning lady's leaving her room and leaves the door wide open for, for some, some reason, reason. and yeah. you know Kim beelines in there and barricades herself in there while Ricky's trying you know tries to get in for a moment but mm-hmm. to no avail uh then there's like another weird like yeah, weird moment dude. like she like because like she looks at the tv uh-huh. and there's like just like a couple of like naked ladies porno. on the tv yeah. you know porno in it up and uh then fema appears on the yeah. tv which yeah. is crazy yes it is and then like kim has this moment where you like you see her hands and her fingers are all like bending weird ways again and like kind of rubbery looking and uh then kim like i don't know like starts like feeling heat or whatever uh, and like runs and like gets in the shower because she's like afraid she's starting to burst into flames or some shit she does she does fucking start bursting into flames it's crazy like they weren't fucking around no dude they were telling her the fucking truth early bring us this boy so we can kill it so you don't burst into flames what the fuck and and, you know ricky uh ends up going around and breaking in through a window um and comes in and uh you know essentially uh you know i think anyone in this situation um when the moment your fucking feet burst into flames you sort of realize the the, the gravity of the situation yeah and she tells ricky you know what do i have to do to stop it and ricky tells her you know you need to do what fema says and if you do it'll stop yeah uh, he's just being straight up <laughs> and it does stop so you're like well you, you sort of you know what she has to do 
Yeah. Um, and then it, it jumps to that, you know, it's Christmas Dude, it's Eve. Crazy. At, <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas Eve at the uh, household with Lonnie and, and uh, uh, his parents. You know, the dad is videotaping Lonnie, who seems to be really um, unimpressed with this like jean jacket that he opened. I think it was. Um, Dude, he's got such a mom, he's got such a stink attitude about it. He's a cool, cool little jacket, man. Yeah, he he sort of plays like a little shithead kid. Not yeah. not so much in this movie, you know. But yeah, so he's opening presents. The mom says, "Oh, I think there's, uh, uh, you know, one more back there for you." Um, then we see uh, Kim and uh, Ricky roll up and. Kim goes to enter and Ricky sort of follows her and she tells Ricky, you know, I want to handle this on my own. Like, let me, I got this. Yeah. Um, she knocks on the door and Lonnie, uh, you know, hears the knock and thinks that it's going to be Hank. Um, <laughs> and there's this hilarious line where he's going to the door and the mom's like, I don't think it's Hank. And the dad's like, I told you, what did I say about uh, opening the door alone when it's dark out or something like that? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You can't open the go to the door by yourself at night or whatever. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> well, and you know, turns out Dad was fucking right because Kim's there, and basically, is you know, Lonnie's like, "Oh, you're not Hank. Is he with you?" And she's like, "Yeah, he's in the car." And she like, she's like, "Come with me," and she you know, leads Lonnie into the vehicle. Yeah, and they could have just easily left, but. Uh, Seems oh, like, no. you know, Ricky wanted to sort of, uh, 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 you know, get oh his God, kicks in. Dude. It's amazing. It's amazing. He, like, busts into the house, right? Like, because he's, like, by the window lurking when they run to the car. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. He just, like, walks up to the door. And is like he like wishes them wishes the mom a merry Christmas. I don't know, just just like he does like something with her off. Her yeah, in, somehow, exact, yeah, exactly. And then uh, confronts the dad who it's like doc, like decks him with the camera, and then yeah. like goats him like get up you filthy scum like <laughs> like he's gonna he's gonna take Ricky down. <laughs> Dude. The shot of the shot of Ricky like uh, Goldberg spearing him through the fucking Christmas tree. He's yeah, like, dude. there's the shot of the dad like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> and there's some real cool shots of it. It'll it'll cut to a shot because he has the fucking home camera uh, in his hand while this is happening. So it does it a couple times where it'll cut from a shot of what's happening to a shot from like the camera in his hand and this like obscure view of like the Christmas tree or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude. And, uh, uh, but Ricky starts strangling him with these Christmas lights. And that's the, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's almost comical though. Dude. Comical. And I'll say this. We didn't quite, we don't quite get like a vehicle blowing up, but mm -hmm. for some reason, one of the light bulbs bursts and lights the tree on fire. Yeah. In this scene. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, this like, you know, this, the, 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 he kills the dad. The house is on fire. Ricky like runs out of there. And, uh, like Kim's take starts taking off a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah cause, cause Lonnie's like, Oh, the house is on fire. I got to get in there. And, yeah. uh, 
you know, Kim kind of grabs him and throws him to the back of the van, hops in the driver's seat. And for a second there, you almost think she's going to leave Ricky. Um, But Ricky, you know, manages to sort of Indiana Jones. (laughs) Well, not really. It's more of, you know, because Lonnie's trying to open the door. uh, And when he does open the door, unfortunately, he opens the door perfectly timing it to where Ricky fucking barrels his way in, you know, yeah, and dude. so you're like, uh Oh yeah. But yeah. And, just the and, way and, the dad gets dispatched is hilarious. Like, oh, it was so cause good. it's, it's a, it's a murder scene. Uh, uh, but it's just so comical. Just like his facial expressions, his tongue lolling out of his mouth. It's hilarious, dude. It it's was, hilarious. it was definitely like overacting. In the yes. Ways, you know yes. what I mean? It was so good. Yeah. Um, but you know like so then you get put right into this scene where it's like all of a sudden Lonnie they're like on the roof Lonnie's on the ground they like rip his his shirt open Mm -hmm. and the you know the the cult the the coven whatever the fuck they are uh, you know Catherine Jane FEMA are there uh, Mm -hmm. Kim's there you know and they're i mean like they're just straight up like they want like they're gonna murder this boy yeah and they want kim to do it like kim has to be the one that murders him yeah um, it's crazy man and like they're gonna like sacrifice him basically like yeah and while this is going on uh ricky sees you know there's a bunch of larvae seem to crawl out of that same tube from before that there's like a bunch of them a bunch. yeah yeah there, yeah there's like multiple of them one of them i noted had like really long looking like i don't know teeth or yeah, whatever some of them look different for sure i was like some are long some are fuck? thicker yeah it was cr- pretty cray cray all coming um, out of the same pipe that we saw earlier in the movie yeah you're like what like where are they coming from you know what so i mean crazy man but uh yeah 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 so. they give like fema kind of like gives kim this knife right mm-hmm. and it's like like we were talking about like kind of being like you you know you have to kill lonnie and one more real real good uh, uh, example of gaslighting that happens is, you know, she hands her the knife and tells her that she needs to do it. And she goes, uh, all that I've done for you or something like that, you know, what a, what a you know, that's yeah. like basically being like, you're so ungrateful. Like, yeah. Kill this kid, you ungrateful bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. And so, you know, like you have this moment because Kim's like, like legitimately, as we saw earlier, Kim's now worried about fucking burning to death, which is, a, which is, which is, you know, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? What legitimate concern for yes, sure. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> you know? And so you're like, I mean, like, the, the, you know, yeah. uh, she's like holding the knife above Lonnie. FEMA's kind of like holding it with her. And. Mm-hmm. You like for a moment, I, I thought I really thought Kim was gonna like you know plunge the knife into Lonnie, but at the last moment, mm-hmm. she like swings it and like stabs FEMA right in the gut. Yeah, yeah, Wha- yeah. She, fe- she she stabs FEMA, um, you know, and you know, it obviously causes a ruckus within the crowd, mm-hmm. and FEMA um, gets the knife and uh is sort of threatening kim and it's real weird i don't know why now all of a sudden like ricky right. 
you know, changes face or whatever. But he's but he gets in the way of of Kim and is like, no, like don't hurt her and fucking <laughs> FEMA brutally fucking stabs him. He falls to the ground and gets munched on by this group of larvae. Oh my god, dude. It's it was incredible. It was crazy. They just they just like descend upon him. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, why did he now? He's not. He literally just fucking killed these two random people and Hank. And then now he's like, don't hurt her. Like, what? Yeah, it made no sense to me. Like, this random turnaround. None at all. Uh, Yeah, so Ricky's dead. Yeah. Um, And then Kim, you know. Her fingers start to. Oh my god, dude! It's not cool, together again. It's a, it's not, such a cool shot, man. It it's is grody and it like interest interesting. Like how they, they did it, but yeah, like her fingers kind of like look like they elongate a little bit, and they get mm-hmm. all kind of like spaghetti leg, and like they kind of entangle with each other, creating yep. what looks like a big finger candle. Mm-hmm. And then it burns into flames. Yeah, dude. Then she starts <laughs> exactly just bursts into flames, and like, and th- this is where it was. Like, you like, you know, you th- you think that uh, something's crazy is happening to Kim, but no. What what really happened off of that is that she like lights FEMA on fire. Yeah, Ooh, stabs her with her fucking hands, dude. Oh, that's right. She stabs her with like with her fucking weird candle hand. <laughs> and like she must have like passed the curse or whatever it was um, on like, her. Yeah. Because she, she bursts into flames and then like you see the shot of like Kim's hands are back to normal. Yeah, yeah, but dude. What she happens broke, to FEMA though? She broke the curse. Uh, it's like poetic justice, you know. Yeah. Um, FEMA bursts into flames and dies the same exact way that her daughter did, and her daughter, you know, died at their hands um, through the same ritual. So it is poetic justice. She falls from the same part of the roof and falls in like almost the exact same spot. Uh, you know, um, and what, what was interesting to me is that, you know, the rest of the coven or whatever they are come over and look down and see her body. And it's what I was led to believe. It's almost like they might've been under a spell from FEMA too. Cause after Mm -hmm. that happens, like you, you would, you would normally expect that, oh my God, like this girl just fucking killed our leader. Like let's get her, but they don't do anything. You know, they essentially watch her die and Kim is standing next to them and they just let Kim walk away. Yeah, so, dude. Like without like a word. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, did they just like come out of this trance too? Like what's really going on here? Yeah. But uh, you know, essentially, um, you know, FEMA's dead and uh 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 Kim goes over and gives Lonnie a hug and starts consoling him. And, and you have you have one last shot of the the larva eating Clint Howard. Yep, yep. And then one more shot of FEMA's burning body, and then the credits start to roll. It's, uh, it's crazy. Like, the the it, one thing that I'll say is, and you don't, obviously it's a movie, and you're not typically think about things like this, but all I could think about at the end is like how fucking awful and traumatized Lonnie would be. Oh, his yeah, brother's dude. dead. His parents were brutally murdered. His house burnt down. He was almost sacrificed to a coven. Like, you would be fucked up yeah. for the rest of your life most certainly but, yeah this movie is just has so many different elements the f- weird 
bug creatures, the body horror, the coven element. Um, Dude, it's a pretty bu- solid movie. It, I mean, it, it, it kind of is like it's, it's, you know, got some campiness to it, obviously, uh, but you get like, you, like, like you're saying, like it has like this really kind of like excellent few moments of body horror. Uh, you, it, it, you have some like an interesting kind of uh plot with the coven thing where you're just sort of like, how powerful are they? Like, how are or they like, making this shit happen? From? Yeah, 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 where does this power come from? Like, uh, what, it, what was their ultimate goal with uh, you know, were they trying to resurrect Lilith? Like, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of shit that just doesn't get explained, which is fine, yeah. Um, and it was like a, you know, and it starts with a, like, like kind of like a, a bit of a murder mystery, so to speak, that yes, kind of just like un- yeah, opens up yeah. into this crazed thing. And like we were talking about, by like a certain point in the movie, you just notice that they're gunning for it, and like mm-hmm. it just starts ramping up and up and up. It's I don't know, it's kind of cool, kind of yeah. cool on this like really like weird nonsensical, barely had anything to do with. Christmas. Like Christmas at yeah. all uh, thing, you know. It really didn't. It really didn't. Um, obviously, the initiation, you know, man. Yeah, like I said, you know, and then because the first three are all the, you know, the Ricky Caldwell story. Mm-hmm. Um, then four is initiation, you know, five. Four and five are just their own stories. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just kind of a wild how I, 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 I wish I could have been a fly in the wall you know, when they were talking about doing a fourth um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and the fact that it was going to be its own story, you know? Because yeah. it could have yeah. been literally any movie. It could have just been called Initiation, you know what I mean? Definitely. But like, I, has, I don't know. It's, yeah. don't it's know. a fun yeah, it's movie, though. It's fun. It's a fun yeah. movie. Absolutely. Um, what would you give uh, What would you give Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 as a rating? That's the real Ooh. question. Uh, I would give it, um, I would give it seven and a half, um, woman is made from the rib of man, uh, 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 you know, rants out of 10. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'd give it like a 6.5, uh, 6.37. Uh, uh, gigantic toothed larva uh, out of 10. Yeah, for okay. sure. For six sure. Point, you said 6.37? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, no, it just it, this was a this was a solid, solid, fun movie. Yeah, aside from like a couple of scenes where like we talked about, yeah. if you reflect on them now, you're just kind of like, man, they just could have like done without that. Like, there, yeah, there, yeah, there's a scene I could have done without for sure. But, uh, you know, fucking good movie either way. Um, and, yeah, you know, yeah. one of my, like, this is part, like, I swear, dude, like, for some reason, I feel like Silent Night, Deadly Night is an underappreciated uh, series, you know, yeah, franchise. Abso-fucking-positive-lutely. I yeah. could not agree more. Uh, not only that, but any, any chance we could, uh, you know, talk about Yuzna, because it's been a little while. Dude, yeah. Um, you know... Well, and you know the, the like 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 we mentioned like almost I don't know dude it's like the, it's like a style that Yuzna brings with the body horror Absolutely. That, like you like you were saying you just like instantly can recognize it 
Yes. You know what uh, I mean? Yes. And it's, yeah. I don't know, there's something really comforting and cool about that in a lot of ways yep. where you're just like, dude, that's you. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it's been, it had been a little while, like I said at the beginning, it had been a little while since we had a, uh, a Clint Howard, um, since we talked about Clint Howard. And I feel yeah. like if we were to sit here and, you know, go through all the old episodes and sort of have reoccurring themes like Clint Howard is probably one of our most reoccurring themes. And, you know, oh, yeah. one of we both, you know, are, have agreed just how much of fans we are of him and how much, uh, like he deserves so much more credit for, uh, his impact on the horror genre than he ever, than he does. You know, there's, there are people that, you know, like, uh, uh, uh Joe Bob and Darcy, the male girl, you know, she's mm. a huge, you know, she, she, um, if you follow her, you know, she's a huge fan of Clint Howard's. And so I just feel like he deserves a lot of more appreciation. Um, so yeah, I did too, man. Like, yeah, like just, I don't know, always an excellent, uh, character performer. Yeah. And, like evil speak. Oh, dude. Movie, that movie is a, is a, is a hidden gem. You yeah. Know what I mean, I mean, fucking ice cream, man, you know, classic. Uh, but yeah, you're just right. that opening, that opening fucking scene with the Tommy guns, you know, oh. that, <laughs> <laughs> this ice cream man just gets rolled up on and just <laughs> the mom ain't happy with that motherfucker. Dude. Oh. oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So do yourself a favor, watch silent night, deadly night four. If you have, yeah. uh, it, it, I, I watched it on shutter. Uh, it's also, yep, I yep. noticed on Tubi right now, if you're, if you're rocking the free Tubi. Yeah. Uh, so, you I know, mean, which dude, also Tubi has shit on Tubi. Yeah. I was just going to say yeah. shout outs to Tubi cause they have a lot of good shit. You can find the first terrifier on there right now. Uh, if you want to oh, catch man. up on that, um, have you seen the second one yet? I have not, I have not oh, yet. Man. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, 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 I think this is my opinion. Uh, I like the first one better, but the second one I thought was super good too, but I'm just, I'm just, I don't know if it's like nostalgia with the first one or what it is. Cause I, I know a lot of people, uh, seem to like the second one more. Um, they're both great. You know, Damien Leone, like I'm, I, I, you know, I feel like he'll probably make a third one. Um, but I'd be, I'd be excited to see him, um, you know, do something else too. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he, he's got some legs on him now because of I, how I hope so. crazily uh, Terrifier Two blew up. You know. Uh-huh. Uh. So yeah, it would be interesting to see what other projects he, you know, uh, yeah. you know, he works on. But yeah, sure. you know, if if you're if you're cool with ads, Tubi has a bunch of mm-hmm. shit. Yep. It's true. So you know. There's access. Watch the movie. Listen to the pod, or listen just, to the pod. You know, watch the movie. There's Tubi. There's Shutter. There's Screambox. You know, you can find horror. In my opinion, it's like if you, um, if you can't find a horror movie to watch, you're not trying because yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah, that's truth. Uh, all right. Well, we'll leave this episode there. This will be a part of a another double feature bundle we'll call it uh, okay. so I'm a, uh but you know keep uh keep turning in keep a listening future bundle <laughs> um and uh we'll uh keep uh keep uh rocking them man yep. uh you know i've got another one of my picks coming up this was a fitz pick by the way um, Yeah, i got another one of mine coming up and then uh we'll be uh we'll figure it out from there eh well yeah, i guess I we got what... number 75 figured out too huh 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, hey, folks. Because this is seventy-three, right? Yep. Okay. 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 All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah. See you on the next one. Turtler.